When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lou, one thing I appreciate is your honesty. So tell me if Connor Bedard, was he benched? I think you could make that assessment, yeah. I love him. He's a, a generational talent. We focus always on offense, and I get why. But it's going to be your ability to deal with elite-level people on the other side that will be the difference between winning a gold medal here and not winning a gold medal here. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, Canada, and uh, Canadian sports fans in the United States of America, and sports fans overall. Welcome to the RP Show, Hour 2. We are coming in hot today with some major, major breaking news. Welcome if you've just tuned in. Uh, It is Hour 2 of the show. If you're listening to the podcast, uh, welcome. We're also live on Game Plus Television across all 10 provinces and 31 states where this is big news wherever you uh, are watching or enjoying from. And by the way, Lee Genier with us co-hosting the COO of the RP Show Corporation. The Calgary Flames are finalizing a contract with free agent forward Nazem Kadri on what's believed to be a seven-year term, according to TSN Hockey Insider Darren Dreger. The 31-year-old scored 28 goals and had a career-high 87 points in 71 games with the Colorado Avalanche last season. He was a key contributor in the team's Stanley Cup run, scoring seven goals and adding eight assists. He is the latest move in a massive roster turnover for the Flames this offseason, which has included losing Johnny Gaudreau in free agency and acquiring Jonathan Huberdeau and Mackenzie Weger as part of their return for Matthew Kachuk. Kadri will join Huberdeau, Blake Coleman, Rasmus Anderson, and Jacob Markstrom as members of the team signed through at least 2025-26. Coming up shortly, and we have him now, Ryan Leslie joining us from Sportsnet Flames. He's the host of those wonderful broadcasts. And uh, Ryan, hey, <laughs> you're smiling already like every Flames fan, dare I say. This is quite the news today. What does this do for the Flames roster and team and franchise? Les? Well, I think, as you know, and you've probably uh, been chatting about, and I think every Flames fan knows that this was a tough summer for Brad True Living and the fan base uh, to try to fill a couple of major holes in the departure of Matthew Kachuk via the trade route to Florida and the free agency uh, exit by uh, Johnny Gaudreau. So what this does is it adds superstar power. When you look at uh, Jonathan Uberdo talking about uh, one of the top point getters in the league, uh, a big body, uh, you know, a player who is going to help change the culture and the dynamic, uh, certainly is going to have an impact in that room. And then when you look at Nazem Kadri, who's a Stanley Cup champion, a veteran, um, and you know what? I think what everybody needs to remember, too, when it comes to a guy like Nazem Kadri, and there will be people who say, you know, when this contract, uh, when the terms are announced and when everything is official, that there will be those who say, you know, he's too old or, or what have you. 
but this is a guy who's still got it. Analytics crowd, I'm not sure where they'll come out on this, but this is a guy who wants to be involved in the Battle of Alberta, wants to get in the teeth of the game, wants to be physical, wants to take this team to where it's going, where where everybody in that room knows it wants to be. And this is a a game changer for the entire organization and uh, one that I think Flames fans uh, with the two moves are going to be ecstatic about. And I say one being this summer, it has just been, I don't, I mean, everybody's phone is blowing up uh, right now as a result of this, but this is something that's been in the works for a long time. I can tell you, Brad True Living has been working every single day, no matter what province he's been in, no matter what state he's been in, no matter what office he's been in. It's been around the clock working on making this happen. Still not official, Roddy, but one where there are still details still to come out. There's some work that still has to be cleaned up and done, and uh, we'll hear about that uh, probably in the coming uh, minutes, if not hours. Well, I know you're busy, and I won't keep you long, but just last night I was reading somewhere, some report out of Calgary, they were looking at the lines prior to this Cadre deal, saying, are we close to last year as good a team? It was close, and fans were weighing in. With the addition of Cadre, I would say it's not even close. This seems to me, Ryan, like a way better team now, based on paper and line combinations, than they were four months ago. I don't think you're wrong, and I don't think you're alone on that. I think there's a lot of people who would agree with you, Roddy. This is a team that, uh, um, again, was faced with a lot of question marks uh, in this offseason, and uh, it was doom and gloom. They look at least to, to be. He got a call. <laughs> he Sorry got a call. That. That's what happens. Oh, he's back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There was the doom and gloom. We lost you, but you're back. That's where we last heard you. Could they afford one more piece, one more domino to fall? They couldn't. Trey Living went out and, and basically said, and he quoted a line. He said, no matter what, we're never in a bad place. And that's paraphrasing. No matter what. They're never in trouble. He just went to work, rolled up his sleeves, and went out and got two players that uh, I think will make them better, um, but different. Um, Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Gaudreau are all world talents, there's no doubt, but so too are these guys. And Kadri has won, and Kadri's been in the trenches, and Kadri's going to drag guys into the fight as well. He is salivating at a chance to get into this Battle of Alberta and beyond. And there is... So much to be said for Jonathan Uberdeau, the type of player he is, the type of person he is. Brad's been in contact with both of them. I do believe Kadri is going to wear number 91. Um, the dialogue has been constant, um, not only between those two players, but with Mackenzie Weger as well. So Brad's taking care of a lot of business this summer. We'll see what comes next. I know Flames fans would like to see Weger locked up long term. Um, but right now, his uh, his priority is getting these two players and, and getting this trade done today. and. Again, not official yet, but uh, still uh, working with the league and still uh, some work to be done to make this all happen. But this is something that True Living has uh, felt very good about for a long time. And I can tell you there's been some snags along the way, not from the Kadri camp and not from the True Living camp, but just some, some uh, you know, things that have to always be ironed out when you pull off something of this magnitude. And he's, he's been working like a dog on a bone. Last one for you, Ryan, because again, I know you're busy, but just to look back for a second, I watched both your Instagram lives with Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk, and I had no idea you were as close to those two players as you were, and the fan base loved them too. This has been such a, it's been a painful turnover and transition, hasn't it been? I mean, I'm sorry to, to rip a Band-Aid off, and you got to look forward, but uh, were you, was it tough for you to see them go as friends? 
Well, I think you become close with families as you do, but it's professional sports, Roddy, and everybody knows that. And I think, you know, the reality is this happens. And, you know, in the Kachuk situation, it worked out pretty well. I think there was a little bit of uh, shock about the way the Gaudreau thing unfolded, maybe just for the fan base, sort of personally, like really Columbus over Calgary. Um, but, um, you know, you wish those players well. I've heard, uh, I've been in touch with both since then, and certainly with the with the families as well. So I think Flames fans can now sort of take whatever anger or frustration they had early on when these moves happened. And now they're sitting here in August. Because remember, we were talking about July, and it was, whoa, what is going on here? Uh, now here we are in August, and not September, not October. We're still in August, and I think the range of emotions has been uh, been wild for Flames fans. And, uh, and I think they're happy today, and they should be. Absolutely. Well, hey, I don't know if you're on vacation or not. It seems like you are, but you're not. You're working. Just enjoy your day, Ryan. And thanks for the time, as always. Great to see you, buddy. The great Ryan Leslie from Sportsnet Flames. The uh, founding the founding father of the GGN, the Good Guy Network. Yeah, he's like, and he does a fantastic job. Uh, from our viewers in the chat, the bar flies right in. He says, Tree Living gets the GM of the Year award before the preseason. Even starts from Rich Robertson in the ch- in the chat. Flames signing guys in their thirties. That's going to be a real old team in a few years. Um, well, these are fans of other teams that are writing and saying that. Phyllis says Kadri brings that twist of grit and attitude that Kachuk had, and a proven performing um, resume that Kachuk did not. So, ooh, I'll be back in Calgary tomorrow, as will you. You think the party will still be on? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a huge move. And like I say, kudos to Brad Treleven for bringing this to fruition and ma- making making some huge offseason moves. So uh, it's hour two. As we say, we really enjoy this portion of the show because we can bring in uh, whatever comments our viewers have on whatever topics of the day are out there. So this is the latest. Nazem Kadri signing or looks like he's going to be signing a seven-year deal with the Calgary Flames. He's now off the board and the Flames are a better team than they were Last year, or certainly the way that they ended the season, we can. I, I wouldn't mind talking some CFL too. I, like people are writing in and saying, you know, it's August. I'm having a tough time getting into hockey. Well, this is the most significant time that I've spent in Calgary since, you know, I would again went to college, but I was not the same person that as I am now. I wasn't paying attention to these things. The people out here cannot get enough hockey. We were talking about it last night. I am astounded. It's a hockey province. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, it is deep in hockey. And, and you've seen it, you know, we just with Tyler, your Amtrak, he, you know, we're just talking about hockey and just how big the numbers are of of his um, podcast. And, uh, you know, we could talk hockey all day long as well. So, I mean, obviously some, it goes deep in this province and just talking about how deep that Battle of Alberta is. Well, I know for a fact the CFL would love that passion. I don't know... Uh if they could get it back or if they've ever had it, certainly not to the degree that hockey is, but I get it. Um, from our viewers, BW in Edmonton says, The Athletic has a list ranking the GMs. Vegas dropped big time. Flames keeps getting better. I'm thinking I'm going to have to renew my subscription to The Athletic because there's some good stuff they're coming out with. Um, have you ever had The Athletic? No, I. Don't. You haven't. I, t- I thought you. Re- I just thought you got it the other day. Um, I got hoodwinked. Oh, I listen. I was going to sign up for the dollar a month deal, right? Yeah. Little business lesson for you folks that said a dollar a month. The athletic sign up now. 
So I went to buy it and they said, no, no, you've already been a subscriber. This only uh, pertains to new subscribers. Yours will be $10 a month. I'm like, bye-bye, Felicia. That's like that? the Elk selling $100 season tickets, pissing off your current season ticket holders, which I don't know. I didn't have a problem with that. I advocated Victor doing that, but it's tough. Why, why would I not be eligible for the dollar a month deal? Yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't you have made me eligible if you were running the athletic? Absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> I might break down and pay the 120 bucks, uh, $10 a month for the athletic. Because as you said, you paid $90 for a parking ticket the other day. It was 98 Oh, I paid it in time, so it was 89. Yeah, oh boy. Interesting parking lot behind Roger's place. There's always something going on. Rich Robertson in the chat. Alberta is the heartland of hockey, north and south. Right? Right? I just, I'm a little overwhelmed as a guy that lived in Saskatchewan for a half a century. And while I did work in hockey there, Nothing rivals the Saskatchewan Rough Riders there, just like nothing rivals the NHL here. And all levels of hockey, too. Like, you know, I'm excited to get back to Calgary. you got the Western Hockey League. you got the American Hockey League. You've got the Western Hockey League and, obviously, Junior A in college. Jack in Vulcan, Alberta says, Roddy, thank you for turning me back on to hockey. CFL, NFL has been my go-to for years, but thanks to the RP show, I'm now fired up over hockey. And to be honest, Darren and I talked about this a year ago. They said, let's become a hockey show because it's number one in the country. And we both said that together and we kind of manifested it to the degree that here we are sitting in at the World Juniors at Rogers Place in Edmonton, having a big old time, which we haven't even talked about yet. And we will coming back after this break. Uh, Again, whatever the viewers would like to talk about, because we can clearly talk about anything. But the Deshaun Watson suspension here today, do you find that it's complicated for the average sports fan to, f- to follow what's happened with Deshaun Watson? Yeah, unless you know all the details, for, absolutely, for sure. So, I mean, you know, you have to look at everything from the transition from, uh, from Texas over to Cleveland and what, what it all means. So, um, you know, and what the judge had um, made the, the suspension and to what this, the NFL had come back with. And I mean, the NFL was going to have egg on their face if they didn't come up with a bigger suspension and a fine. So. And that's the point. And um, we've got three minutes left in this segment, so you folks can chime in with whatever you want. But I think the NHL clearly for a long time has been a 12-month league. The NFL literally was like, we'll give you all July off, the you other leagues, but now we're back in August, and then they're kicking off in a month. And I, I listen, I can't wait to get back to Florida to be covering the NFL. Full-time, and I, I fear for the CFL in the spotlight realm because if they can't grab it in the summer, what's going to happen in the fall? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, come September uh, 8th uh, when they open up, man, like, you know, it's back on NFL. Interesting things that were going knocking around this cranium today, climbing into the shower. You weren't necessarily on my mind when I was climbing into the shower, That's but with what, with what you've just said that? to me, is the NFL? I'm. St- I not. I can't go along with you that the NFL isn't competition to the CFL. And you can. Uh, I'm trying to get your perspective, but you can get mine, right? Yeah, absolutely. I can. I mean, we could probably make the argument all day long for sure. I. I mean, I think there's probably both. You know, there's a lot of crossover between this great football. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, the NFL is the biggest 
league in the world, uh, not notwithstanding UEFA, but understanding that there is a lot of NFL fans. You got to give people what they want. And that's what we're trying to do here on a daily basis. And it's going well. Janelle writes in and she says, always so proud of you guys. Thank you, Janelle in Saskatoon. And congratulations on your nuptials on the wedding, by the way. Uh, didn't she seem happy on the weekend? I she saw did. all your photos from your wedding. Congratulations, Janelle. Jennifer from the Four Seasons says, it's also interesting when you get off on the wrong stop from the LTR in downtown Edmonton to get to the stadium. But every city has that, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Every city has that. Here it just seems to be very close to the rink. Don, our Navy friend, says, we as a nation need to spread our sports horizons a bit, but I'm a minority in that view, it appears. LOL. I think we're doing that. Well, I said to Lee in the top of the hour break, I said, uh, we don't specialize in the NHL like Daily Faceoff. We don't specialize in the CFL. We don't specialize in the NFL. We do a little bit of everything. And at the end of the day, I think that'll be our bread and butter because variety is the spice of life. What's the most popular restaurants? The buffets, of course. We continue to be the golden corral of sports talk. Absolutely. We cover it all. A little something for everybody. Uh, on the way, speaking of horse racing, Rob Geller coming up from Woodbine, their track announcer and race analyst, to talk about the Philly Moira being installed as the 5-2 to two favorite for the Queen's Plate on Sunday, the 163rd running. That's coming up a little later on. And uh, load us up with whatever you'd like to talk about. If it's CFL fans, write us. If it's NFL fans, write us. NHL on the big news, write us. We'll get to it all. Viewer takeover, Lee. As soon as yeah. we come back. Let's hear some interesting comments. World Juniors? How about the World Jays? As it's getting down to the nitty-gritty here, we're live on Game Plus Television from Rogers Place in Edmonton, the home of the Oilers. We're also live streaming on YouTube, and you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Apple, Stitcher, Amazon, Google, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Off day here at the World Juniors uh, on the eve of the semifinals, but teams practicing behind us at Rogers Place. Canada, not one, and probably a pretty good day for Team Canada to take off, including their head coach, Dave Cameron, who Hockey Canada said, we might get Dave, we might not. The team's taking a day off, and uh, Lee and I, and our production assistant, Mike Lee, saw Dave Cameron downtown here a block from... He just looked like he was headed for a walk, Lee. That's what he looked like. Yeah. Wasn't wearing... Um, Official gear. No, he was wearing tourist gear. Maybe he was going to Tent City. For a, yeah, check things. For a 30-degree day. Um, the text line is open, 902-518-3033. He's got a wonderful CFL-NFL tie-in that we're going to get to right away. Uh, and you can also chat in uh, the chat for those watching on YouTube. But a sports update. Let's do this now. The Calgary Flames are closing in on a deal to sign unrestricted free agent Nazem Kadri. TSN reported the deal is for seven years. The 32-year-old Kadri was one of the biggest names available in free agency after an all-star season with Colorado that ended with the Avalanche winning the Stanley Cup. What does this do to the Flames and the Battle of Alberta? Trevor Moeller writing us on Twitter and says, two strong teams in Alberta, 
is better for everyone, and it looks like it is going to be that way next season. Hashtag Battle of Alberta. Hashtag NHL. And from the NFL, Deshaun Watson has reached a settlement with the NFL and will serve an 11-game suspension and pay a $5 million fine rather than risk missing his first season as quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. The settlement ends months of posturing between Watson's legal team, the NFL, and NFL Players Association. It's been put to bed. Watson won't play for 11 and find 5 mil. The sports update is for River Cree Resort and Casino. River Cree brings you the best in live entertainment. September 9th, Tim Hicks, 0-60 to 60 tour with special guest Robin Ottolini, delivering track after track with unparalleled quality and consistency. Hicks' ascent as an elite chart-topping act since making his country label debut in 2013 is undeniable. So Lee Genier here, 20 season, 19 seasons in the CFL with the Calgary Stampeders. And one with the Flames. He's a CFL guy, as am I. You brought up this great point about Nathan Rourke. Can you come up with, with more great ideas like this, show topic? Sure. You're a very creative guy. Well, thank you. He has the NFL team that would be the best destination for Nathan Rourke. And it is... Cleveland Browns. Because they need a quarterback for the first 11 games. Well, he's not going this year. Well, no. Yeah. Well, it's interesting um, because we're NFL people, too. And, um, you know, by the way, Janelle says, does the $5 million go to his victims or to the NFL? He's already paid them in civil suits. The $5 million will probably go to the National Football League, which I would hope would probably turn it over to victims of sexual harassment or assault. I get what you're saying, but he's already settled with them. Um, boy, a lot of female viewers checking in today. Oh, Jeremy Corrigan writes in and says, Nazem Kadri signed in Calgary for seven years. Thank you. Did you hear that? I might have heard something about it Thank morning. you, JC. I appreciate it. And congratulations on the new posting, by the way, with the SJ. Back to this. Clearly, you know that Nathan Rourke is not going to be playing in the NFL with the Cleveland Browns this year. So he's going to miss 11. Deshaun Watson means he'll be able to play six. It's a multi-year contract he's got with the Browns. Maybe Cleveland is not the place for Nathan Rourke because he's not, number one, he's under contract for next season, we've been told, and we know by the BC Lions. So you're talking through 2022 and then 2023. He's not going to the NFL until 2024. Things will change a lot by then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big fan and I really, you know, with his contract, like I say, he's in his, his second year, um, depending on what his option looks like and, um, you know, where he could end up. Like, I mean, we'll see a lot of changes in, in the NFL and quarterback, quarterbacking this year. Yeah. Well, and by the way, uh, from our viewers, the bar flies right in and says, Nathan Rourke to the Vikings. From Robin Wildy up in PA says there was a rumor that Colin Kaepernick was going to Cleveland. Yeah, well, I'm not too big on rumors with regards to this. Andrew Stout says I'm waiting to hear more on the Monahan trade. Yeah, it's rumored that Sean Monahan's going to be traded by the Flames. I open up my computer today and see Milan Lucic might be traded to the Anaheim Ducks, and I'm like, I'm done. I'm over it. I'm not getting into the fake news. Let's go back. And keep on point here for a second. What if the NFL came calling? What if Nathan Rourke continues this signing? Which, 
Again, I read the game notes. He is off to the best. He's thrown for the most yards through eight games, more than anybody since Matt Dunning in 1994. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's the real deal. Like That's why, you know, we've been talking about him every week, and he just keeps getting better. He, keeps, he broke his own record last week, and you know what is, I think now the, the benchmark is going to be, you know, when does he go over 500 yards? Yeah, well, it could be this week. Um, and by the way, way back at the start, we did a lot of CFL talk in the warm-up, and we played deal or no deal. The BC Lions are favored by five at Sask Friday night, and Lee's taking the deal, and I think I will too. This is the third straight week, the ride, or third straight home game, the Rough Riders have gone into a home game as the underdog in their own stadium. But beyond that, there are, there's this talk, and I, I don't mind the discussion. I'm here for the discussion, that... What if the NFL comes calling to Nathan Rourke at the end of this season and he's still got a year left? Do the BC Lions let him out? Or do they rip up his current deal and give him the max that they can coming back next season? Yeah, I, I mean, you could make a case either way. I know everybody wants him to stay in the CFL, but can you prevent a guy that you know has a chance to go to the NFL? I mean, that is graduating players to the NFL, and what? why would you hold them back? Uh, by the way, thank you, guys. I was not aware. The guys have put it in the chat, but they didn't tell me. Apparently, Sean Monaghan has been traded to the Montreal Canadiens by the Calgary Flames. So, again, the guy wasn't a factor for the Flames last season at all. They've had to move somebody to make room for Nazem Kadri's contract, so this comes on the heels of the Kadri deal this morning. Holy oh. squirrel moment. What a Thursday in sports. It is huge. Yeah. Man, yeah, that is a huge week in sports today. Wow, with these two, uh, two well, sign, uh, un, unrestricted free aging signing of Audrey and then signing or, or trading uh, Sean Monaghan to, wow, to yeah. Montreal. So if we can stay on point, not, not on you and not on our viewers, I'm trying to just keep this on the rails to go back to the Nathan Work thing. I'm kind of glad that I teed this up is that we're two CFL guys from way back because we remember the 90s. We were working in the league in the 90s. Somebody wrote in here a couple weeks ago, one of our viewers, and said the CFL should go back to the 90s deal where they had the marquee player. Remember that? One player on your roster could make a million dollars a year. I think we discussed this a little bit. We did. Uh, it was Doug Flutie in BC or with you guys. Who did you guys have? Yeah, it was Doug Flutie. You had Flutie in Calgary. BC had one. Uh, somebody tell me who it was. Because this was in the U.S. expansion, too. So Matt Dunnigan was making a million with Birmingham, which he never got paid. Damon Allen was making a million in Memphis. Every team had a million-dollar guy but the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, but it almost broke the league. Would you advocate the CFL go back to a marquee player? And is Nathan Rourke in the pantheon of those guys? Because all those guys that were making a million a year were Hall of Famers. Yeah, they were for sure. I mean, if they could make it work and uh, you know what, it would be a huge button in the arm for the, uh, for the CFL to keep these guys around, but can they afford it? Would they do it? Um, I, I doubt it, but I, I know I would be a, an advocate for it for sure. Well, you would, Hey, yeah. You're saying if they could financially if find they, a way if to they do could it. do it, I mean, they, they need a shot in the arm. For sure. And like I say is, I know there's been a lot of discussion about, you know, and see Nathan Rock has been the story of the CFL this year. Everybody's hanging their hat. Like I say, I don't not sure where the league would be without Nathan Rock. 
Um, so, you know, I would think that they would want to do everything to keep him here um, w- without him going south. But in the same uh, in the same breath, I would say that that would probably be one of the biggest marketing tools for the CFL. Ted in Red Deer says a big test for Nathan Rourke will be the second half when defenses adjust and the weather turns. That said, he has surpassed all obstacles so far. For sure. That reminds me a little bit of uh, Connor Bedard here. He stubbed his total uh, toe a little bit here at the World Juniors. He's answered the bell on every occasion throughout his young career. Let's forget, or not forget, he's only 17 years of age. But what we're saying is, you know, we as a media and as fans tend to put so much pressure on these kids and put them on a pedestal. Bedard's been put on one. And here at the World Juniors, he's been knocked down a little bit. Does Nathan Rourke get knocked down a little bit in the second half? Ted and Redyard makes a pretty good point on that yeah absolutely as, as you go down the path like the the last the second half of the season those last nine games are really gonna where where defenses adjust there may be some injuries there so anything can happen phyllis in winnipeg says uh, rourke has only faced the bombers once the toughest games are still coming up for bc uh, Don, our Navy friend, says if Nathan goes to the NFL, I hope he gets a legit chance and has an offensive line to protect him. I don't want him to go down too soon and get pummeled and ruin his career. Let's remember something, by the way, but who you can count on your one hand, the amount of quarterbacks that have gone from the CFL to the NFL and have played any significant amount of time. He's not going to the NFL to start. He's not. He's... I don't think he's Jeff Garcia. Can we at least have him win a Grey Cup before we're putting him in Canton? No, good point. Well, if I he mean, signs, he's probably going to a bad team. Don's right about that. Yeah. Right? But he's not going to be number one anywhere, I wouldn't think. No, unless he went down and legitimately won the job. He would have to win the job. But I doubt that's going to happen. Like, there is still a lot of politics down there. And he's still got a lot. Well, he still does have a lot to prove. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says Tracy Ham in Baltimore. I'm assuming you're saying he's one of those big money guys. And you're right. Thank you. So, yeah, remind me what all. I don't know if David Archer was making a million a year in Sacramento, but he was making a lot. And uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, another, I guess I thought about a lot today before I left my hotel room at the beautiful River Creek Resort and Casino. I thought about your contention that the NFL and CFL aren't competing. I thought about this and the marquee player thing, and the fact, like the CFL, I have no idea what's going on with the CFL. Here in the luxury suites last night, again, thank you so much to Hockey Canada for for hosting us in one of their suites. They had five, but of course, it's a sporting event, So there was, and we're in a CFL town, so there was talk about Randy Ambrosi, and Lee's contention last week on this show that this is Randy Ambrosi's last season as commissioner of the CFL. That is a guess, right? You don't have any yeah, inside knowledge on guess. that? Yeah, right. But I said, there's a lot of pressure on Randy. And one of the guys in the suite said, well, of course there is. People aren't going to games. So the CFL really needs Nathan Rourke. And to tie this all together, you're saying they've been lacking star power somewhat. And this is a guy that actually, he's literally selling tickets. Yeah, he right? is for sure. Like the other, everybody is looking at Nathan Rourke. And that's all they're talking about is Nathan Rourke across um, you know, even notwithstanding uh, Zach Kolaris in, in Winnipeg. Terry Carrier says, I think Rourke should stay unless he's guaranteed a starting spot in the NFL. He'll play here and get decent money. 
I'll tell you right now, nobody will guarantee him a spot. They don't guarantee you a spot on Bantam hockey. They're not going to guarantee you a spot on an NFL roster. A starting spot? Forget it. It doesn't happen. And he could get trapped in the Bo Levi world of you're good enough to play in the NFL. Are you going to go down for less money or stay in Canada and make pretty good money? That's where Bo Levi is. We all know Bo's good enough to be in the NFL, but he didn't want to take less to go to Minnesota. And you can't blame him. Trust me, I get it. We will see you back in overtime. Look forward to Rob Geller from Woodbine joins us next to talk a little Queens play today after they named the favorite, the Philly Moira, 5-2 favorite for the race that will be run on Sunday. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show live from the World Juniors in Edmonton. We're on Game Plus Television. We're live streaming on YouTube. And, of course, you can always enjoy the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. We're live from Rogers Place on an off day here at the World Juniors, but the semifinals lined up on Friday. Sweden versus Finland. we got some members of Team Sweden skating behind us. You'll see them. That's the late game, and it's Canada versus Czechia in the earlier semifinal. But we put a pause on the viewer comments, unless you want to talk about Queen's Plate, because I do. We welcome Robert Geller, Woodbine track announcer, race analyst, as we get ready for the 163rd running of the Queen's Plate on Sunday. And Robert, thanks for taking the time. Very exciting day on Wednesday down at Woodbine as the Philly Moira has been installed as the favorite for the Queen's Plate on Sunday. Your thoughts on that announcement and the field? How excited you're getting? Well, thank you, Rod. Yes, very excited. This is a very good quality field. I, I do think that it's pretty rare coming into a Queen's Plate that I've had a chance to call. Two horses who were not just winners, but incredibly dominant winners. And that was firstly in Moira, who is the morning line favorite at five to two. Uh, She's very lightly raced. She had two starts in her first campaign as a two-year-old. And she missed out in her second lifetime start in a very unlucky trip. So she came back, having missed some work as a three-year-old, won first up narrowly in a sprint. And then she went to the Woodbine Oaks and was a dominant winner by over 10 lengths. And she could have won by more. On top of that, Pryor was a win in the Marine Stakes. The Marine Stakes is also a traditional lead-up race to the Queen's Plate that has produced Queen's Plate winners such as Charmin Ghost by Rondua, who just obliterated rivals in the Colts and Geldings division. And the irony is that Rafael Hernandez, the jockey who is now going to be piloting Moira, had a choice between these two runners, and they were both so impressive. So coming into this year's Queen's Plate, to me, they are the headline horses, and it's really rare to see such dominant winners. And they're both really interesting horses because one is the sense that there's a horse in Moira who's really hardly ever put a foot wrong. She could be a superstar. We don't know how good this filly is. On the other side of the coin is a two-year-old who didn't really necessarily set the world on fire in Rondua, but has developed into this fantastic three-year-old. And to me, the Queen's Plate Rod is so much about development because it is a mile and a quarter. It's the first leg of the OLG Canadian Triple Crown, and it sets it up for horses who have the ability to go onto the dirt track at Fort Erie, the mile and three sixteenths in September, and come back for the Breeders' Stakes on the turf at Woodbine. So 
those are horses that are taking the limelight. Of course, there's an 11 horse field. It's very open other than that. Yeah. Yeah, well, you obviously, uh, you weren't surprised to see Moira installed as the favorite. She's had a great 2022. I wonder if she'll be a fan favorite as well, because I was doing a little reading on this and talking to my friends at Woodbine. She's overcome adversity. You touched on that a little bit, but like, there's a story with yeah. Moira here that kind of, you know, has her in your heart, I would think. Well, she uh, wasn't able to wear shoes. She went, raced without hind shoes on the day of the Woodbine Oaks, which is pretty rare a horse that uh, was playing up before the race, which can often cost a horse their winning chance anyway. And so she uh, tossed a couple of those off and they just abandoned the idea of putting the hind shoes on. Now she will run with shoes in the Queen's plate, but admittedly, if it's a bit like running without shoes yourself, it's not a comfortable situation and she still had no trouble. So she seems to be the sort of horse who rises to the occasion. She's just got natural talent. She's adaptable in her style too, but that was a bit rare. Uh, you know, the, the only concern, and I think she will be a fan favorite, partly because I think there is this sense of ma- magic about a filly who can beat the boys in the big races. We've seen it a few times. I mean, I've had the chance to call Wanda Gadot, who was a winner of the Queen's Plate uh, not long back for Mark Cassie and Holy Helena for the Stronach Stables. And, you know, when they turned for home in the Queen's Plate the year that Wanda Gadot won, uh, the crowd went absolutely nuts. There was such a buzz about her. And I think Moira will attract this same sort of following. But at the same time, there's another theory in horse racing, and that is, you know, sometimes horses run this one big race and you want to peak on the day. And there is a concern that maybe both of these two horses I've mentioned have already peaked. And if that's the case, is there another horse who's sitting in the sidelines behind these two who might have even run against them or who's taken a different path to the Queen's Plate who could surprise? So there's a lot of angles in. Uh, handicapping yeah so it all adds to the drama and intrigue running into sunday's 163rd running of the queen's plate i got it and it's also exciting of course as you mentioned it's the only sport where the boys compete against the girls and the girls have just as good a chance of winning but you talk about the field if there is a dark horse pardon the pun because i will be looking to wager on my dark horse app Hall of Fame Dreams, Shamateur, Ironstone, The Mingster, Duke of Love, who is third favorite is Duke of Love, not, I believe, Cause and Mayhem, Ron Dewar, uh, second, Dancing in Denial, Huntmaster, Surfer Sure. Is there a dark horse in there? Cause and Mayhem that I mentioned? What do you think? Well, there are. There definitely are a couple of horses who had trouble trips, and there may, may be an argument for Duke of Love as a horse who's really never been able to produce his best because he was trapped behind four horses at the top of the stretch last start. He apparently, according to the rider Justin Stein, who has won a Queen's Plate, says this horse is a really tricky horse mentally, but has all the ability of all the others, but just hasn't put the mental part together. Now, they've been working really hard on trying to rectify that, and they know that this horse has an incredible turn of foot and has an ability to go the distance. So everything's there except for what has been, in some ways, temperament and also the ability to take signals from the jockey. He's persisted with this horse. He has a sense that things are coming around. So there is a chance that that's an angle. Another angle is Kazushi Kimura was in a bit of a spill a few weeks back. He's running. uh, He's coming back to ride tonight, but he will be riding a horse called Ironstone. And there's a real question mark about a horse like Ironstone as to whether or not this is a horse that should be sent out on the lead and try and just go as fast and as far as he can and let the others chase or if he needs to be rated so that he will get the distance. 
my impression is the first. I would like to see this horse go for broke because I believe there's such an explosiveness when I call this horse as a two-year-old that we haven't seen as a three-year-old because of the tactics. The tactics have been to restrain this horse through fear that the horse won't necessarily go the mile and a quarter. But every time they have done that, even though the horse has been beaten at the top of the stretch, has run on again. So my impression is when I was calling that last race, Ironstone went out in front, they kind of took a hold, and from that point kind of lost the race. If they had kept going, maybe they would have lost too. But there's a sense in a race like this that if you can control the pace of the race, you can possibly win the real money at the end by having enough left in the tank by going slowly early or just running them off their legs. So to me, those are two interesting angles. And if you want to talk about sentiment, I do have a horse that I particularly am fond of who made it into the Queen's Plate this year called Huntmaster, who's 30 to 1. And the reason I like this horse is the way this horse looks on the track is spectacular. Admittedly, this will be a huge jumping class, a horse that hasn't run badly as a two-year-old at all, has in six starts, had two wins, two seconds, two thirds, and took a very unorthodox angle into this year's Queen's Plate. Is coming to the race against older horses and ran a very good second and was unlucky at the break at a distance and I do think is improving. So I'm going to look at that as an angle. Keep in mind, Marty Hart, the one-eyed wonder who won the Queen's Plate in 2020, had a lead-up race against older horses. So there are angles outside of these top two if you want to go for a price. And I do believe that uh, the pace of the race is going to be a very key factor because if you can control that, you might be able to control the result. Well, I'm glad that I asked. And I have to ask you of the... uh... Of the Queen's Plates that you've announced, where does this rate? Because you're back. You'll have a full stands. It's been a tough through COVID, but you got it done. But now you're back. What's your excitement level on this one? It's a very good, it's a very good field, Rod. It's a really good field. These horses coming into this year's Queen's Plate are superior to last year's for sure. A little disappointing that we don't have a shipper taking them on. Having said that, one of the leading riders in the United States, in fact, in the world, Flavian Pratt, is back to ride Rondua. And Todd Pletcher, the trainer of Chiefswood Stables Cause and Mayhem, is one of the leading trainers in North America. So they are targeting this race. The quality of the field consistently across the board is very high because the form of these runners coming in is good. Uh, another horse I should have mentioned is trying to overcome a hoodoo. The Minxter was undefeated as a two-year-old had a little bit of electrolyte balance imbalance in the last run and was a little edgy in the race, had not been beaten until then. And there's a horse who's trying to overcome the odds. And that would be a fantastic story because it, last time it happened that a horse won the Coronation Futurity, which is the big two-year-old race, and the Queen's Plate, the big three-year-old race, was 1975-76. So this is a historic uh, challenge. But all to say, it has got all the ingredients. And I do believe that because there aren't hangers-on, the horses who've decided to run, the 11 of them, are legit, every single one. I'm excited. I think this is a really good one. Sunday afternoon, both TSN and CTV will be carrying the 163rd running of the Queen's Plate. And, folks, you'll be watching or listening to this guy. Robert, enjoy it all, and I appreciate the time today. My, my pleasure. Thank you so much, Rod. Robert Geller, Woodbine announcer and race analyst. And our interview brought to you by Dark Horse Bets. It's Woodbine's easy-to-use betting app that brings the excitement of live stream horse races right to you. It's AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets right out of the gate.
Now you have the opportunity to bet on the 163rd running of the $1 million Queens Plate taking place this Sunday. Download the app for free today at PlayDarkHorse.com, available for Android and Apple devices. One more segment left on this very busy sports day Thursday. It's overtime after this on Game Plus Television. We're also live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at RodPeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. In the house that Wayne built, or maybe Connor. That's where we are. Rogers Place in Edmonton on this off day. Thursday, Lee Genier is with me. Overtime is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the World Juniors. But it's a huge sports day. The Calgary Flames are signing unrestricted free agent Nazem Kadri to a seven-year contract carrying a $7 million average annual value, reports Sportsnet's Elliot Friedman. Calgary's also trading longtime center Sean Monaghan to the Montreal Canadiens. To accommodate Kadri's deal, the Flames entered the day with approximately $2.7 million in cap space. And with this move, they'll get $6.37 million off the books by moving Sean Monaghan. He didn't even appear in the playoffs this year, Monaghan, and was limited to 65 games in the regular season due to a hip injury. And according to Eric Francis, the Flames and Nazem Kadri have been talking since free agency opened in July. So uh, a huge sports day, kind of stolen all of the news. Uh, hey, Jason and Red Deer says the house that Wayne built, Wayne didn't even play in that barn. I know, but you have to pay for the house ahead of time, don't you? It's sports, Jason. Mosaic Stadium was built by Darian. He never played a game in, for the Riders there. He played for Montreal. Who built this place? Daryl Kate. Daryl Kate. Okay, the house that Daryl Cates built. But that's not sexy. Oh, well. What's up with you? Hey, man, it was, it's just been such an amazing day of sports right across. I love it when, this kinda, when these kind of days come across our, our, our show. And you got breaking news out of the Flames. You got breaking news out of the NFL. Um, you got a lot of stuff, a, a lot of news going on in the NFL. You got Antonio Brown calling out. Tom Brady for leaving uh, training camp. You got the, the, the Sean Watson um, suspension coming down. Um, you know, you got a lot of stuff to talk about today. I love it. The world of sports is blown up today. You've got LeBron James signing a two-year $97.1 million deal in L.A. So, I mean, it's a huge sports day. Lee is an award-winning sports executive. I think most of you realize that now. Somebody asked me a while back, and I can't remember who, and maybe that person's watching now, and I apologize that I've forgotten who, but I talked to a lot of people. They said, when do we see the first $100 million player in sports? And here with LeBron, we're seeing, I guess, the first $48, $49 million per year player. Um, you had some thoughts on that. Like I said, within five years, we'll see $100 million a year. Yeah, I mean, obviously, with player salaries going up and up and up, and like I say, is you know we we're starting to see some barns around that are empty and not maybe doing as well as they should. Like, I mean, I'm not sure how salaries keep going up, uh, and and fan and, and you know fans expecting to pay huge dollars to 
come to whatever sporting event, right? Like, I mean, I think there's, you know, again, it's inflation, but, you know, I'm not going to pay six, $800 to go to one. Well, I thought COVID would break that, and it clearly, I don't think, has. Well, some leagues. Some, some leagues, leagues it has, has so. yeah. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying? I'm just looking at the comments here. I'm certainly not ignoring you. Some nice comments coming in from our viewers. Randy in Winnipeg says, Great show, RP crew, from Rich Robertson in Edmonton. Outstanding show. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, John in Edmonton says, Wayne never paid for Roger's place. I get it, but there's no statue of Connor McDavid out front. It's a statue of Wayne Gretzky. So I would just like to point that out. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know no. what I'm saying? Absolutely. Is, yeah. There is not a statue in front of the saddle dome of anybody. Let's sit and think about it for a second. And now, and uh, yeah. another thing I was thinking about today, getting into the shower, but I wasn't thinking of you per se. You saying, we were telling the people in the suite last night, we're getting a lot of pressure to take the show to Eastern Canada, which I'm all for. I'm absolutely all for. I'm, I Last minute of play in the RP show. Last minute of play. Knowing full well that I can't be everywhere. I can't, but I still would like to go to selected uh, places. In Vancouver, statue of Terry Fox in front of BC Place. You've been there many times. Yes. But no BC Lions greats, I don't think. No. Rogers Arena in Vancouver? Don't think so. No. I'm thinking of Canadian sports facilities yeah, with I, statues in front of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, Rogers uh, Sky Dome. Uh, it's been a while since I've been there. Yeah. No, I don't. I'm thinking of all the faces they have on the outside of the, but not at that. Yeah. We're out of time. Tomorrow, we've got a very big football Friday for you with special guests, including Sarah Orleski. So be joining us for that. Thanks to all our guests. Great job, Clark. See you tomorrow at noon Eastern. Who has more fun than us? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.